Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. Whoa. Hmm. Whoa, what kind of tone was that? Well, I know you are the tone loke police. Come on. And uh, you're very sensitive. You're very snowflakey about tone. You got to go like PBS on this. I I try. That was my NPR. I was kind of trying to go NPR. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. That is NPR. You just schooled me in NPR. That is how you do it, Joe. Yeah. So, wow. I like that. It makes me like, it makes me feel, it makes me feel liberal. Okay, now, <laughs> if you can open up your wallet and send a donation, I will send you a tote bag. Uh, ooh, a tote bag. Tote bag. Only liberals for, want tote bags. For any donation, $25 or more. Yeah. It's like, uh, what, what's that What's that girl that does fresh air on NPR? What's her name? You don't even know, do you? No. No, no. no I don't listen to NPR, guys. Uh, don't, I was about just, to say, no. that's the extent of my joking no. right there. Iraglass, This American Life, I don't listen to that stuff. <laughs> So, uh, how you doing, man? I'm, uh, you, I'm are you ready? Good. I'm for what? Are you prepared? For what? To make your formal apology. No, obviously, no, no. obviously, you need to make a formal apology. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I've done something wrong yet. I feel like some people have expressed that. No, uh, no, no. no. Yeah, I, not, listen, you know who's gone silent? Tom Askell, Jared Longshore. I don't know if I'm supposed to be they apologizing. Have, they have not said anything yet about the documentary pushback. Uh, I think I saw one thing Tom from did. Tom yeah, about, about deleting, Rachel Denhollander. Yeah, yeah. Deleting that. But I, I no, he hasn't. He has not sent a text or a message to let me well, know where. Why I, would he bother? First of all, he's not going to send you anything. Okay, he goes. Th- yeah, he goes through my assistant. And so, <laughs> I'm like, please. How'd you like that? I'm was your that, mentor. Was that pretty good? Your life coach. That was pretty good. Your boss. You thought. You thought right. First of all, you're not my boss. I'm your totally your boss. You're not yeah, my boss. Yeah, let's let's yeah, just stop right yeah, there. Okay, come on yeah. now. I'm going to call podcast you podcast boss. I'll, I'll give you podcast I'll give husband. You, listen, I'll give you mentor. But Men- I'm mentor. 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 Yeah, like dementor. <laughs> so yes, he go he goes through my assistant, and I've not yet heard anything. Okay, and, so if you and don't know Tom where... Hicks has not came out yet with the gospel gold that usually accompanies something like this. Tom Hicks, okay, if you don't know what we're talking about, we released a bonus episode before this one. Yeah. You just go back one episode, and yep. you'll find it, and it's called uh, Founders Ministry Synodoc. Yep. Now um, they released a trailer for their forthcoming documentary um, exposing. Uh, in their mind, you know, liberalism uh, creeping into the SBC. Yep. And uh, the documentary was terrible. And so we talked about it. And, um, well, no, not, not the trailer was terrible. I'm sorry, the trailer yes. was a doc. We, yeah, we don't but know anything don't about Don't you start oh, this? Everybody's freaking oh, out. Oh, give it time. We were very clear. We don't know anything about the documentary, but the trailer we can talk about. And the yeah. trailer was, um, was a train wreck. So we, um, we addressed it. Yep, and uh, and a lot. Of, we weren't the only one. A lot of people were were torqued, and like four seminary presidents all said um, that Greenway. Yep, was yep. the list. Uh, said, "Hey, uh, we're we're labeled as featured contributors, basically, to this thing. Out. We don't we we don't like that." Uh, Dever out. I didn't see Devers. Dever yeah. out. Yeah, I looked for it. I couldn't find it. Where did he say it? He did it through uh, Lehman. Oh. No, through, for real. Through his assistant. Okay. Through his assistant. He did it through his assistant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, so, so yeah, that's what we're talking about. So, that's what we're talking about. Usually, though, when things like this happen. Tom Hicks. Tom Hicks. Yeah, Tom Hicks is, though. He is my jam. He is, no, he's my jam. He is my jam. Yeah. He is my gospel jam. He's your gospel peanut butter. He's my gospel jam. No, he's Go my gospel it. jam. 
He, and uh, Tom is smart and yeah. articulate, but I, I just, I really, you know, when he writes, I, mean, I like what he writes. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a great guy, and yeah, he said some great stuff online. Mm-hmm. It was good stuff. Well, well, no, I'm just saying, like, there's usually in situations like Are this. you getting in trouble right now? You're about to get in trouble right now, I think. Go ahead. Say no, what you're going to say. No, I was not. I'm you have saying, a look on your face. No, 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 no. It's because usually uh, maybe something comes out. And then we respond, and then my foot goes in my mouth, and then Tom Hicks comes, and then, you know, I get like uh, either Askel or, or Longshore, you know, they'll, they'll say something, and then Tom Hicks comes out. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, why yeah. can't we all be unified in love and brothers? But he's, he's more manly than that, but yeah. No, no, I think, it sounds like this. I don't think Tom Hicks sounds like that. I've Skyped with him. The, oh, really? Is that what he sounds like? No, I have no idea. I'm oh, making okay. that up. I didn't think so, because you do like the FaceTime. <laughs> I love uh, the FaceTime. You do the FaceTime a lot. I love the FaceTime. So that's what we were talking about. Hey, Tom Hicks, write something, man, because we love what you write. And um, yeah, Can man. you please bring clarity to this? Because uh, it's pretty unclear. Clarity, but I, I think clarity, generosity, grace, here's humility, the thing. Here, here's the thing. apologies. So like we, we, we got some pushback from our, from our episode. Not much, but we got some pushback. We got some. People yeah. saying, somebody said something about pearl clutching, and I couldn't tell if they were saying that we were clutching our pearls in response to the- Oh, it had to be about us, or, and specifically or they, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First of all, um, here's the thing. Uh, Jimmy and I are not sensitive guys. Well, actually, okay, Jimmy is a sensitive guy. No, no, I'm guy, a sensitive guy. But I'm not, all, I'm but you're, but you're, not, 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 not the, you know- Caps lock. Fem- no, you're not triggered. You're yeah. not easily triggered. You're not effeminate. You're um, so like we're not like sensitive. Like, oh, this hurts my feelings or this scares us or intimidates us. It's not about that. Here, here's what I don't like. Yeah, um, something's it, wrong. You call it out. And, and, and so, listen, liberalism is a problem. Okay, we said that social justice uh, ideology is a problem. We said that. Uh, you know. I, Egalitarianism is a theological problem. We said that. Okay, so we've got to identify these problems. We've got to properly identify the problems. You've got to properly identify and define the the people that you are associating with it. And when you're coming out a little bit like a bully, I don't I don't like it. I, I don't like it because I, I, when here's the thing: when I was in high school, I didn't get into a lot of fights. But uh, what I did, it was usually because some big guy was picking on a little guy. Mm. And as little guy, I didn't like that. Mm. So then I, would, so I bit his ankle. So I would, well, I, I could bite the kneecap. I can get up there. Oh, don't, my, my, Joey. my jaw disengages like, Joey. A, like, like a python. Joey. Bite that. So here's the thing. Like that, that's, that's, where the, that, that's, where, that's where I would step in. Like things would get physical then because I don't like bullies. Because like, bu- I was beat up as a little kid mm. a lot. Uh, and I learned how to fight. It stopped. And so like, I don't like bullies, not because I'm afraid of bullies, but because I think bullies need to be put in their place. Yeah. Now, I am not saying that founders are bullies. I don't believe that. But, but the way that this, the way that they have, um, targeted certain individuals, I think is unfair. And the way that in this, um, trailer, not in the document, I don't know about the documentary, but in the trailer, don't like it. So the way that they, like, they're, they're, and, and now people who are fans of the trailer, mm-hmm. Are like saying like things like, well, the the JD Greer is a problem and Matt Chandler is a problem. They're the theological. Uh, like these are these are not only your brothers and sisters and sisters in Christ. These are like conservative Bible believing Calvinistic pastors. Yeah. Um. And so where you probably disagree with them on some points, but where they're disagreeing, I I, I don't get it. I, but I just I, I am um you know anxious. I'm patient. You're anxious. Well, yeah, I'm anxiously awaiting uh, f- to hear from Tom or Jared on this. Okay. Like, I'm sure they're going to, I would assume there's, well, no, I shouldn't say there's no way. They'll apologize about the Den Hollander thing, for sure. Okay. That, I think that's the, still a great Because Tom already addressed that in a post t- 
Okay, in Twitter well then, feed yeah, today. that, that, so that's, to that. Me, that's yeah, good. That's good. That's you good. know, then, then there's the rest to apologize for, and I'll let you go ahead and enjoy that. Or I guess you know, Tom Hicks will in some uh, some way or another. Now, I, now speaking though mm-hmm. of bullies, yes, there's been a Driscoll sighting online. You know. It, Driscoll sightings have become almost as rare as Bigfoot sightings. Uh, they happen, mm-hmm. not very often. Mm-hmm. People right? don't believe that it actually happened yeah, until and, you have photographic or video evidence. Yeah, or like a two-hour-long interview. <laughs> so um, so if you guys don't know, uh, Driscoll recently said in an inter- it's a long interview, but he said in this interview, uh, quote, I don't hold to the five points of Calvinism. I think it's garbage. It's not biblical. Is one of the, He followed up with that later. And that statement – even though it was just one little aside and the yeah, rest of the interview was the about other stuff that nobody, thing of nothing, that nobody yeah. cared about. Yeah. Um, that got a lot of attention because Mark was, for several years, this highly influential pastor. He was pretty influ- like, big time influential. Not, not just within the church, though. No. Even within the culture, oh, yeah. society at large, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Time Magazine list, listed him among a couple of other people as one of the leaders in the new yeah. Calvinist movement. Uh, thank, you know, thank you for remembering that I was in that, that yeah, uh, it was article. You. It was you. It was Rob Bell. Was that what the... No, um, no he's not in that. No. No, who else no. was the new count? I don't remember who he said. Uh, I think they uh, said Pope Piper. But Piper, Fowler, and uh, Driscoll. Driscoll, that it is. And only one survived. <laughs> the only unholy trinity. <laughs> <laughs> there can be only one. So, I mean, a lot of people were like, like, yo, yo, yo. And the new Cal, like, if you don't know what new Calvinism is, it is what new Coke was to Coke classic. Um, <laughs> it basically is like, cause, that's like, actually a really good. So analogy. like reformed theology yep, is job. a good thing uh, in its confessional identity. New Calvinism isn't very good, but it's got some good. It's still cola. Mm-hmm. It's still cola. So it's a mm-hmm. cola, and you appreciate it as a cola. Yeah, but no one wanted. But it. Be like, get the, okay, go back to Coke classic. The, go back to the classic, and that's what. See, confessionalism. You get new Coke. You're like, okay, it's okay, but let's go back to the confessionalism. Yep. So, anyways, if you, don't, analogy, if, you, if you don't know, who well done. <laughs> Who'd you steal that from? Driscoll. First Was of all, that in his doctrine I book? I don't plagiarize people again, like Driscoll did. Oh. Um, <laughs> So if you don't know who Driscoll is, uh, Mark Driscoll started Mars Hill Church. As in, well as Acts 29. He well, was one he was of your a, early mentors. He was a co-founder of Acts 29. And, and one of your early mentors. He was not a mentor of mine. So he started Along. Mars Hill Church. And I actually learned about Driscoll uh, wh- like a long time ago. He, I, I think a, a Seattle paper did a story on him because he was reaching all these young people in Seattle. this unchurched area, yeah. like very few evangelical churches. And Mark's preaching a conservative gospel-centered message. And lots of conversion things yeah. are happening, and so Mars Hill Church began to grow and uh, like reach a lot of people. He's a dynamic speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Bible, I believe, like used yeah. to say things like, "I believe hell is hot." You know, I believe the Bible is literal. Like, he would say all these things. Yeah, um, that would, yeah, he was good at a turn of phrase. He was able to remember yeah. large chunks of information from right. things that he's read in the past. So he's definitely a gifted communicator. Very, very, uh, very gifted. And so then everything uh, went on perfect. He handled it all well, uh, and now we are praising God for the long uh, and faithful ministry of Mark yeah. Driscoll. It only came to an end when he ascended into heaven mm-hmm. uh, on a chariot and of we're fire, waiting like- for him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? Uh, and I, and you know, people like Joe and I don't have uh, the experiences of uh, Driscoll in a mega church, right? Mm-mm. And so as a church grows, it becomes more complex. It becomes more complex. You want more control because you're trying to figure out how do we keep everyone on mission right. and on vision. And one of the ways I think that it was handled uh, maybe poorly um, is I think Mark became a bit uh, – that's the last Diet Coke. No, there might be one or two more. All right. Uh, is it? 
Does what? Diet Coke say light on it? That's weird. Okay. It's, it's Diet Light. It's Diet Light? Diet Coke Light. <laughs> so, um... Okay, so here's what Jimmy's saying. Yeah, right, he, became, he became a bully. Controlling. Uh, and he may have always been that way. I don't know. I know, but, but I'm just trying to be as charitable as possible, saying there's complexities when it comes to a mega church. Okay, so as, so as a don't guy, handle it as it grows. He started Mars Hill. He was a co-founder of Acts 29, church planting movement that we were a part of. And uh, the sin that was characteristic of of Mark that was that really became revealed publicly uh, was that you know, not sexual immorality, not, not heresy, no, but... Yeah, uh, no, he did say a lot of weird... He's some wonky theology. He, yeah, and the for wonky the record, theology and weird sexual things. Yeah, his book on marriage was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so let's let's just let me just clarify for people. A lot of people want to know. We've had people ask us. So you guys are a part of Acts twenty nine. Um, and uh, yeah, and our, Joe was mentored by no, Driscoll. So I actually joined Acts twenty nine in spite of Driscoll because Driscoll was always a guy that I thought theologically was like. You know, not ex- not where I would want him to be, and I had issues with certain things that he had said. But the men that I knew in X twenty nine were godly pastors okay. with a lot of wisdom, and I wanted to be a part of that. That's why we in that back in two thousand eight. That's why I applied to X twenty nine, and and I you know they of course they welcomed me in and asked if I'd be president, but I said I ain't got time for that. No, that, so, that sounds like that sounds pretty true to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. You, you know what? I thank you for your humility. Well, you know that is what I'm here. known for. Yeah, thank you, Joseph. So, um, but yeah, he was known. He, he, it, it became really obvious uh, that uh, that he was a he was a bully. He was abusive in his leadership style. A lot of sin problems, and uh, he was called to repent by elders, uh, current and former. And uh, ultimately, the the you know he, he was let go from Acts twenty nine. Mars Hill was removed from Acts twenty nine by the leadership of our network. Mm-hmm. Uh, his elders brought him under discipline, and, and he received that well. Uh, well, uh, or you could say he ran. Uh, that doesn't <laughs> sound like Mark. I mean, he said, if, if I say anything contrary to what your elders are telling you, follow your elders, right? He, I think he said that, but, um, but then he, he ran, uh, and did not submit to the discipline in order to be restored. Mm. Uh, he ran off and eventually, uh, relatively quickly started a new church in Arizona. So that is the moral of the story. If you don't like how you're being treated at your current church, you can just leave and start another one. Just put one foot. In front of the other. <laughs> That's what you do, man. You just you just walk out the door and you start your own church. So, all right. So Driscoll started a new church, Trinity Church, and what is it, Phoenix? Something like that. Yeah. Not Phoenix. Maybe it's it's over there somewhere. It's in Arizona. It's all the same. It's just Arizona. Arizona. It's all, it's all yeah, desert, yeah. dry, arid, godforsaken state. And <laughs> So he's over there and like nobody cares about Driscoll anymore. Yeah. Everybody wanted to publish with Driscoll. Everybody wanted the Driscoll come in. He was a very big deal. And these days, people don't really care. Um, he's tending – it looks like he's aligning himself more with the charismatic crowd these mm-hmm. days. And he's doing – he was doing this um, interview, a long-form interview with a friend of his. And mm-hmm. during the interview, he makes that statement, right? And um, – yeah, I don't hold the five points of Calvinism. Yeah. I think it's garbage and it's not biblical. But then he does a follow-up video. Yeah, because the statement was just – even said, like, go ahead and blog about this. And then he's made the statement. Yeah, yeah. So he I made mean, that follow-up you know, video. Hey, Driscoll's going to be Driscoll. I mean, the 829 Global Gathering is happening recently. And all of a sudden, Driscoll's got to be out there in social media reminding everyone that he's still alive. Remember me? I remember I started this. Remember <laughs> I mentored Joe Thorne? You no, know, he didn't. I'm pretty sure he tweeted that. Nope. So – um so yeah, he does this follow-up video. We'll link to that in, in the show notes. And in that, he addresses the, the this issue of, of five-point Calvinism, mm-hmm. Calvinism versus Arminianism, Reformed theology, and all of that. And simply put, that that video that he released was a mess, right? It, 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 I mean, it was a 
it was a historical theological mess. And now, now here's now the thing. he did say though. Hold on, I will give him this that he said at the beginning. There's a lot of other people that know a lot, you know, like know a lot more about this than I do. Kind of a thing. So he did. And then he went on to say a bunch of messy things. Okay, I know. I'm great. just saying okay, he, at least, he at least, you okay. know, gave the caveat okay. that he doesn't, he I might not I can't do know. algebra, but I'm going to teach a class on algebra, everybody. <laughs> so that excuses all my bad algebra teaching. Is that what you're saying? That's what Mark said. Okay. Anyways. And, and Mark word is gold. Mark word? Mark's word. Mark's I, word. I couldn't think I was going to say. Okay. I was going to say something about like baby. Can we just, like, through through this? Can we just like wrap this up? All right. So like. No, Mark, I want to keep talking about Mark. <laughs> So Mark, in this in this video explanation, and the reason we're talking about this is because a lot of people were like, "Oh my gosh, Mark Driscoll said this about about Calvinism, and wasn't he a Calvinist?" And um, so in this video, he talks about Reformed theology. Yep. Now, Jimmy, when he when he explains what Reformed theology is, did I did I find myself agreeing with him? Were you quizzical, or, or did I think to myself? This sounds like a new definition of Reformed theology. <laughs> this is a postmodern approach to words. <laughs> they mean what I want them to mean. <laughs> oh, well, let's go ahead and make up our own dictionary while we write our own doctorate book. So, well, uh, e- which you've got right over there. Of now, course how I do. often do you go to that as a resource? Well, usually it's under my pillow. Would you usually say, it's like right would there? Would you say every sermon you have to fact check and you know go against? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, every sermon I would do the Driscoll drop in every sermon. <laughs> but I don't credit him because I want to plagiarize him. Oh, for the so you uh, do the Driscoll gameplay for the yeah, New York Times. Good, that's what I no. Um, so Driscoll, when he talks about Reformed theology, defines it as Protestantism. Basically, he says Reformed theology is just Luther. Yeah, he, Calvin, he, he loops. Pro- he, yeah, he lumps it all together. And so he goes, "That's different from Calvinism." But okay, that's you, you could talk about Reformation theology and the yeah. solas of the Reformation. Reformation theology, but Reformed theology is a specific theology that we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Yeah, it is confessionalism. Yep, and it, it's you're talking about the Westminster, the Savoy, the Belgic, or the 1689. Yep, these historic, ref, like Cal, strongly Calvinistic confessions. That's Reformed theology. As Joe was talking about earlier, this is. Coke classic. This is Coke classic, not new Coke. Yeah. So, um, so he, he he does this weird thing where he's like, "Well, I'm reformed," but then he redefines reformed as Protestant, basically. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "But you know, but I'm not a five point Calvinist." But really, in all of his teaching over the years, he really only took issue with limited atonement, um, and he has a, a wonky view of of what he calls, I think, unlimited limited atonement. He talks about monergism and synergism, which use an analogy about uh, uh, rescuing someone from the pool, whether, you know, is, is their hand coming out and you grab onto it? Synergism. Yeah. It's but a, if, it's, if it's just a hand pulling you out, monergism. Okay, so a little bit of a weird analogy. In the end, he says, I am a monergist uh, in that video. Uh, but then he gets to the five points and he talks about the sin out of Dort, and, uh, which is where the five points comes from. Mm-hmm. And although he gets some of it right, it still gets very, very messy. In for, case, yeah, for those of our listeners like Steve McCoy that doesn't know what you're talking about, please continue. Okay, well, so especially for guys like Steve McCoy, um, this the Synod of Dort was uh, a an ecclesiastical response to a a doctrinally erring group of Christians uh, who had formulated a a complaint right against the church, saying, "Here are five points of disagreement that we have with you, yeah. Reformed churches," and uh, this this movement was the Remonstrance. 
And so they articulated five points of disagreement. They, they said, here are the doctrines that we hold. And then, of course, the, the church convened. They read through the nonsense, and then they articulated a response, the five canons. Mm-hmm. And uh, those five canons have now come to be called the five points of Calvinism. And uh, that is not a summation of Reformed theology. No. It is not a summation of Calvinism. No, it's a response to something by reformed theologians. Yeah. Right? That's all that it is. And so uh, any reformed theologian worth his salt knows that, you know, the, the emphasis in the institutes, the, the, the thread throughout all reformed theology is union with Christ, right? This is mm-hmm. the big thing. And of course, God is sovereign and we believe in the doctrine of election and, uh, you know, irresistible grace and, you know, limited atonement, perseverance of the saints and all that. But uh, those things are, listen, I'll tell you that right now. The doctrine of election was not Calvin's jam. Okay, Jesus was Calvin's jam. Calvin mm-hmm. was always talking about Jesus. So he believed in the doctrine of election and limited atonement, by the way. But, um, or particular redemption, oh, however you want to put it. Oh, some people say you're wrong. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. um, But as a guy that's read most of Calvin's commentaries, I, it's pretty evident, like, when you, when you read through it, I, 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 think it's, I think it's fair mm-hmm. to say. The student has become the teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, so never, you're, so you're finally No, I'm not yes. admitting I was ever the student. Yes! Stop it. <laughs> um... So listen, it, one of the things that he says in this whole thing is, is he starts to take issue, even though he knows that the, that the, the Synod of Dort was a response to five bad doctrines yeah. from the um, remonstrance. He then says, like, well, this is the problem with five-point Calvinism is it starts with man and total depravity. It doesn't start with God. Oh, yeah, he went through this whole thing about, oh, well, what does Scripture start with? God. God in the beginning. What does my doctrine book start with? God, God in the beginning in creation. What are, you, what are you implying right now? No, I'm implying that he was trying to resell his book right there. <laughs> he even said he was going to repackage it. So. <laughs> He's going to repackage uh, uh, it. I don't think Crossway's selling it these days. So, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, look. Maybe th- Charisma News will take care of it for you. Oh, yeah, they will. Here's the thing. Um, this is not the articulation of Reformed theology. If you want to know what Reformed theology is, then read one of the confessions, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, or read a, read the Institutes or read a systematic theology. Uh, that's where you will find a summation of Reformed theology, uh, which, by the way, starts with the knowledge of God, uh, not with total depravity. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, the whole thing was weird. Now, so people were talking about all of this and the video response, and they're like, I thought Mark was Reformed, and now he's not. Mm-hmm. And what's going on? And, He's had a change of heart. He's yeah. All right, he's so seen the error of his ways. We're just gonna say a couple things here. One important one at the very end. We're gonna say a couple things. Here. All right. Okay. Number one, Mark was never reformed. What? Uh, he had. Calvin, you would know. He had Calvinistic soteriology, right? Which just means that he believed in the sovereignty of God and salvation, right? Um, he believed in the total depravity of man, as far as I could tell. He. Um, you know, he believed in irresistible grace. Uh, he believed in those things. So he had a Calvinistic soteriology, but he wasn't confessional. He wasn't reformed. He wasn't a covenant theologian. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he doesn't he doesn't fit that definition. His theology has been a mess for a long time. Whether we're talking about his view of of, of the atonement, uh, or just even his ecclesiology, is ecclesiology, spiritual gifts. Like Mark had a lot a lot of trouble. So I, I think one of the things that we would say in terms of all of this is. Imagine Jimmy and I, not as cops, obviously, but as mall cops. 
Mall and, cops. Yeah, and we're just waving to you like nothing to see here. Jofo, move, move, move along. Mall cop. The, the Jofo mall cop, right? Together, we're we're like uh, we make one mall cop, right? And we're telling you right now, yeah, okay. So some guy was uh, was 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 arrested for shoplifting inside Victoria's Secret. Okay, so we're standing outside are Victoria's talking, Secret. Are you talking about like a? Is this like a real? No, I'm just like, saying. Like, this is what a mall cop would do. Is this a flashback to when Charlestown Mall was still active and you roamed? It was when I got arrested for shoplifting from Victoria's Secret. Yeah, that that's pretty much no, what's no. happening. What I'm saying is like, we're like the mall cops saying, nothing to see here. Move along. Mm-hmm. All you're going to see is some creep that got caught shoplifting something. So just move along. Ain't nothing to see here. And that's what we would say about this. Like, listen, Mark Driscoll is not an influencer. He is not something that should you know, take up your time. Um, the only reason we're addressing it is because some of you are, so many of you are addressing it and you've asked us about it. So we're just saying like, listen, um, okay, so Mark is a, a pastor out there of a church that we wouldn't trust. We wouldn't mm. trust him and his leadership at this point or his theology. So just move along. Nothing to see here. Uh, this is a small thing. It's not a big deal, but we, but maybe there is one important lesson that we would want to press in, in response to this whole issue with yeah. Mark and what he just said. Well, I mean, first and foremost, the importance of confessions, associations, and accountability. That's the best takeaway, right? That's it. I mean, like, know what a confession is and know what the confession that you subscribe to, what it's all about, right? Actually take time to delve deep. Now, Now, before someone sends us an email or sends us a, a, a direct message and says, oh, but that's not the Bible. You're putting confessions above the Bible. No. I'm not saying that. But Confessions if you, are based on scripture. It's every just, confession starts with that. The scripture is the only authority. Exactly. But if you do want to complain, jimmyfowler at gmail.com. That's Go not ahead. funny. Why would you do that? Jimmyfowler at gmail.com. Why would you Go. tell it? Stop if it. If you hate Jimmy, if you want mad Don't at Jimmy. Don't stop it. Fine. Just get at gmail.com. No, that is my email, you no, dummy. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, yes, it is. No, it's not. You're going to have to edit that out. You better Why? be a bleep on it. Why? Because that is my email. Is it really? Yes. What What? What? what, what all right, here you we go. Dummy. Keep going. Jimmy Fowler at Gmail is not your email. That's why I was playing it up. All right, you so keep said, going, You Joe. said mine and it was real. <laughs> Can't get my real email out. I actually did. I didn't think that was your real one. Of course one. it is. I got everything. <laughs> all right, so anyways. Um, all right, so here, here's the thing. The, the reason confessions are so good is... Let me mute this thing. So the reason confessions are important is because what it says is, is A, um, we're, we're seeking to have a, a broad yet deep understanding of essential theology that brings unity to mm-hmm. leadership into a church. And it, it roots us in a historic Christian faith and tradition mm-hmm. so that we're not out on our own making it up. Yes. It's very, very yes. important. But who cares about associations and stuff? Well, I mean, like what other denominations than, associated other with? than having to give your 2.5%. No, 10%. <laughs> what? You guys have to get 10% now? No, I'm just saying, like, people, like, some mo- de- most denominations, it's like, hey, we give us 10%. Some, some are 2.5. No denomination asks for 2.5. No, but I'm saying association. What's the, you, you, I know the budget better than you oh, no, do. You're, you're talking about what Redeemer gives and now you're, you're spilling the beans. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> listen, we give over 10% away for everybody to be clear, but of the various networks that we are a part of, mm-hmm. none, one of them gets 10%. Mm-hmm. We support missionaries, church planters, mm-hmm. networks, mm-hmm. and denominations. Well, yeah, yeah. So, clutching your pearls, I see. I'm not clutching my pearls. <laughs> I'm just trying to say that like what most churches, mm-hmm. they would say like, uh, hey, you give like. 10% 
to the denomination. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the local association would say, well, you can give us like 50% or 40% mm. and you give the rest to the, the, the head denomination. But and then some churches would say, well, we'll give you 2.5%. <laughs> I'm not saying it's like all churches, but some churches, like, we'll give gonna, you 2.5%. I'm just going to dip my toe in there. Yeah. So yeah. other than that, though, there should be like that networking. There should be that, uh, uh, well, to use the word, that, that partnership, that associating with other like-minded brothers mm. and sisters uh, to to proclaim the gospel in in a specific region or neighborhood. So we're sharing mission. We're sharing mission. Yep. We're sharing resources. Yep. Working together. Yep. But we'll, so okay, but what else is that good for? So like we've got confessions and associations. How does that? What else does that bring? That, that brings would've... accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where people can speak it to each other's lives, and I think that's one of the things that was really disheartening about this whole situation with Mark was he was part of this association, he was part of this this network that he had helped co-founded, mm-hmm. and they're there trying to love him, to care for him, and they're holding him accountable in the hopes that he could be restored. Yeah, and instead, he leaves. He went into this whole paragraph of thought where he was talking about these these Calvinists, these new Calvinists who have daddy issues and they're drawn to the, this view of, of, of God because of their daddy issues. And he, we, we see, you know, be, because their daddy was non present, not present and uninvolved. And so they, they believe in a God who is distant and, mm-hmm. and now they, and so they, they follow these dead theologians who don't have the ability to speak into their lives and they join networks filled with brothers, but no fathers. Like, yeah, bro, that was what you did. That was, that was your MO. Yeah. Okay. So that, but that's not how yeah. the confessional tradition works. No, no. And that was also that that's your failure. That's yeah. your failure as someone that said, Oh, you know, I want to be a father. Yeah, I want did. to be the father. I've been the, the, uh, what, what was it? He said the prophetic voice. I was that hard. I was that prophetic brother. Now I want to be a loving father. And you skipped out of town. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, talk about daddy issues with that, right? I mean, th- Joe's this- still dealing with this, Mark. <laughs> can't you can't send him a text and apologize? All I do is stare at your empty chair every day. That's all. Um, all he does is go to Buffalo Wild Wings and hope that you'll show up. Oh man, remember that? <laughs> he liked the sweet barbecue. <laughs> all right. So See? anyway, so I like the teriyaki though. So what are you gonna do? Um. So yeah, like that was like some really weird stuff. And the truth is. That the network was young and it did appeal to younger people and we needed older men and we started to get older men. Mm-hmm. Godly men like Sam Storms. Godly men like Ray Ortland Jr. Mm. Those guys started to step in. And go, hey, what's going on? Yeah, like, hey guys, let's uh, chill out here. Let's uh. be responsible. And you could see the trajectory of Acts 29 changing as Mark Driscoll continued to step further and further back into the background. The renewed emphasis under Matt Chandler's leadership was yeah. humility, godliness, mm-hmm. like, you know, responsibility and things like that, maturity. And so uh, we, as the, as the network matured, in conjunction with Driscoll stepping away, uh, we could see the right thing happening. So all of this, all of this in our minds emphasizes the importance of confessions, associations, and accountability. Yeah. Um, all of this should just remind us how important it is to, to have a, a robust theology derived from the scripture, articulated and shared among multiple churches uh, for the purpose of, of, of cooperative work and effort and accountability. Like that is beautiful. We need that. Jimmy needs that accountability. And because he is open to accountability, he's willing to say that he's sorry. He said it in the past. Are you finally ready to say it now for the last episode that you did? Are you ready? Are you finally ready to heed the rebuke and say that you're sorry? Why do you do the things you do? Just, you know, 
I'm just Why trying do you to. Do that? I'm trying to give everybody an example, a tangible example of what this looks like. <laughs> so now, in your humbled state, mm. you probably should apologize for, for what? being like for, for, what? for clutching your pearls over my pearls. that trailer that we talked about last time. I'm just waiting for Tom Hicks to come fix this. Tom Hicks, will you fix this? Please fix this, We need Tom. the Tom Hicks fix. That's what I need right now. <laughs> hashtag Tom Hicks fix. <laughs> that should be like every controversy. <laughs> hashtag Tom, Tom Hicks, Hicks fix. fix. <laughs> what, you know, this, this, this whole thing with the Mueller report. You know, Tom we need, Hicks fix. We need the Tom Hicks fix. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, man. Jesse Smollett? <laughs> Tom Hicks fix. We, we, we got to get something going here, man. The, Iran taking the taker? Tom, Tom Hicks, Hicks fix. fix. <laughs> you know what? I don't know what to do, but, uh, but those four congresswomen... Nope, Tom Hicks fix. Okay, can you can we get to Tom? Get on it. Get on it. Come on, man. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday, blog posts on Wednesdays, video content on Fridays. Later. Later.